Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application, as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So here we are again, being the peace, living the love, walking the talk. Walking the talk is so challenging, isn't it? (laughs) Talking the talk is easy, but walking the talk is so challenging. But it's a good kind of challenge. So let's dive right in here. I invite you to place your hand on your heart as I'm doing. Oh, and let us take that deep breath of gratitude, invoking divine grace into our awareness, breathing deeply and consciously connecting and communing with the higher Holy Spirit Self. Yes, remembering our true identity as the great givers and receivers of love, Unprecedented, unlimited love. This is our true identity and we're claiming it right here and right now. And we're truly dedicating ourselves to being the peace, living the love, walking the talk of truth. Yes. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. Isn't that good? So good. So my topic this week is really generated by uh, questions and conversations that people have been having who are participating in my daily blog and in the Course in Miracles Pledge at Facebook and in my Masterful Living classes, etc. So I'm always listening to what you're asking and what you're saying, and and uh, it becomes then inspiration for me to share about. So one of the very common things I have heard so many times over the years is, particularly when people come new to A Course in Miracles, is they ask the question, if it's an illusion, why bother? Why bother to care? Why bother to walk your talk and to seek to know the truth if it's an illusion? And it's interesting to me how, for some people, the idea that it's an illusion demotivates them. And my experience is understanding that it is an illusion And this 3D reality is created by our thoughts. Course in Miracles teaches us all thought produces form at some level. Our experience is form. Everything that we see and feel and experience within this 3D experience of Human life is created by our thought, collectively and individually. We're always contributing to the stream of thought, the river of thought that is creating. 
So we're creating our experience primarily, and our experience is form. It's what we experience with our body. It's what we experience in our mind, in our emotional body, as well as our physical body, in our mental body, as well as our physical body. So why bother is when you have this awareness that every thought produces form at some level, to me, it has inspired me to be responsible for every thought. And that, of course, is a huge responsibility. Responsibility is one of the most challenging spiritual practices there is. It's the most challenging, perhaps. When we take responsibility for every thought, every word, every action, every expression, including that sigh of frustration and you roll your eyes at somebody, that's creating form at some level. It's creating a ripple, just like the butterfly effect. The butterfly flapping its wings creates an effect, a measurable effect. If the flapping of a butterfly wing can create a measurable effect in this 3D experience, better believe your irritation and frustration creates an effect as well. So the thought, if it's an illusion, why bother, is thinking that because it's an illusion, there's no value to it. Well, just because it's an illusion doesn't mean there's value to it. Here's another way to think of it. You go to the movies. You see a movie like It's a Wonderful Life or Field of Dreams or Do the Right Thing. Or E.T. or some movie that is inspiring to you and you feel your heart open. You feel yourself opening to be more compassionate. The movie is an illusion. It's an illusion. And yet... It still can teach you something. But your experience of it is really all in your mind. So why bother is because, and this is my, my personal belief, that we are in this life we are saving time, as A Course in Miracles says. What does that mean? To me, it means we are dissolving, resolving, undoing, healing, unhooking the negative karma that we've created earlier in this lifetime or in past lifetimes. And there is a whole section on karma in the book, so you can take a look at that as well. And we're undoing that negativity, saying that we are recognizing that that past karma is really its beliefs. It's things that we have decided to believe that aren't true. Beliefs about ourselves, beliefs about life, beliefs about family, beliefs about relationship, beliefs about the world, 
that's what negative negative karma is. It is beliefs. It is conclusions. It is negativity. Karma can also be good karma. But think of it this way. Let's say in a past life, you felt that you had the right to enslave other people. And you felt that your life was more important than others. That would be something you would choose to do based on your beliefs. Enslaving people is something you do because of your beliefs. You have a sense of entitlement. So those beliefs, unless you unhook them, they're false beliefs. No one is better than anyone else. No one is entitled to enslave another human being. They might be able to, but they're not entitled to. Not on a spiritual level. So, we if you didn't heal that belief in that lifetime when you did the enslavement, you carry it forward with you into the next one. And there's negative karma associated with that. And you and your higher Holy Spirit self, the divine, the Holy Spirit, you'll create ways in the next life to undo that karma, to heal those beliefs. You don't have to, but all the script is already written, right? The script is already written, and the script has so many different possibilities and permutations in it. I... I uh, came up with this way of understanding it, a little theory that I have. I call it my video game theory. I'm going to take a sip of my tea here. So yummy, rainforest tea. And um, <clears throat> I, I remember when I first developed this theory, I, I tried it out on Gary Renard one night at dinner, and he... Uh, he liked it, so not that it needs his seal of approval, <laughs> but there you have it. Some people like to know what other people think of things, and I do too, so there you go. That's why I, I, I asked him what he thought about it. So this is the way I explain it. The whole karma, illusion, script thing. Imagine that you are playing a video game particularly an old-school video game, where the script is already written. And within the script are contained so many different possibilities and permutations. You've got all kinds of characters. You've got all kinds of options and obstacles and benefits and traps and levels, all kinds of things, right? Now, why do people play video games over and over and over again? So they can discover all the options and so they can find a way to play it the best way. It's exactly like in the wonderful, wonderful movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. And I invite you to watch that again. Uh, uh, Gary and I were at Unity Village uh, October 2011 and we did a retreat and I showed the movie Groundhog Day. We all had a great time watching it. I hadn't seen it in at least a decade. It was great fun. And in that movie, right, if you haven't seen it, I, I, I won't be spoiling it if I tell you that um, 
Bill Murray's character finds himself reliving the same day, Groundhog Day, over and over and over again, like hundreds and thousands of times. Every day he wakes up, it's Groundhog Day. And every day, the same options are available to him, but he sees new ones all the time. And he's going for a higher level of awareness, and ultimately he realizes he can go for the gold, which is really being a beneficial presence to everyone he meets all day long and being a loving presence. So that's the same with us. It's exactly the same, really, as what we're doing here. All these options are available to us. We can look for the highest, most loving option, or we can say, hey, it's just an illusion. It's going to be the same tomorrow. Why bother? These, these are the op- some of the options we have. So in the video game theory, what makes it different is you've got all these possibilities, all these permutations, the levels, the characters, the traps and the benefits, the prizes, all these things. And you can play the game so many different ways. You can play the game so that you open up new levels faster and faster and faster. You get higher and higher and higher in terms of accomplishment. Or you can fail, fail, fail miserably. You've got all these options. And in every moment, you have to choose. You're going to go this way, you're going to go that way. Which way are you going to go? So this is how it is in our life. We have all these options, seen and unseen, known and unknown, felt and unfelt. It's up to us to feel them. It's up to us to see them. It's up to us to know them and recognize them. And in every moment, essentially, you're going to choose love or fear, unity or separation. Love is unity, fear is separation. And you can choose extreme fear, extreme separation. You can choose extreme love, extreme unity. But it's up to you to choose in each moment. If you continue to choose love and unity and you stop choosing fear and separation, lack and limitation, then you're going to open up all those possibilities in the love script, which have always been available to you, but you didn't see them because you weren't interested in them. So many, many people get into a life situation where they feel like, poor me, why is this happening to me? This always happens to me. I can't seem to have the good stuff. I can't seem to keep anything going. Are you keeping the love going? Are you keeping the unity choices going? Or do you fall into traps of lack and limitation, fear and separation? Because if you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, that's what you're going to experience. So it's an illusion. You're creating the tempo and all of that through your choices. But in every moment, you have the highest possibility available to you. You can totally rock your world 
if you choose it. You can open up things that are gold and diamonds, diamond mines, gold mines in your life. But you have to say, I am interested in that. That is what I'm looking for. Show me that, Mother, Father, God. Show me that. Show me the the way in to be more loving and more compassionate than I've ever, ever dreamed of or imagined. You have to be profoundly interested in it. It's already there. But you won't see it until you start looking for it. And the more you are the vibration of love, compassion, wisdom, freedom, all of these spiritual qualities which are already your true identity, the more you cultivate them as the living vibration that you're expressing and demonstrating in 3D human experience, the more you will see those things that are in resonance with what you're vibrating with because like attracts like. If you're not interested in the the really good stuff, it will always remain hidden to you. You're the one who decides. People are not doing something to you unless you're vibrating at the level that allows them to. Now, I will say this, that there are many times when people are choosing evil. They're choosing evil, and they will pick someone that they can dominate. And they will do terrible, terrible things to them. And it will create huge, horrendous negative karma for them. And for the people that are being victimized, I truly believe that it gives them an opportunity to liberate from huge amounts of negative karma. If they choose forgiveness, if they choose compassion, and this is not easy to do. It is not easy to do. And that's why we gather together in sacred circle. That's why we don't try to do all this stuff alone. We do it in spiritual community and in connection. And that's why I do this radio show, so that we can be connected beyond time and space. So, I'm going to take a break here. And this is Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, Living the Love, on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. So we're talking about illusion, understanding 3D versus eternal reality with a capital R. So it's the, the, what I have found is for me, it was very challenging to really grasp that, uh, I was participating in the creation of this elusive experience, this illusionary experience. Uh, And here's what made it so challenging for me, that responsibility factor that I was talking about at the beginning. 
very few people that I meet say, oh, yes, I would love to take full and total responsibility for every word, every action, every thought, every communication that I make. I would like to take except full responsibility and know that I'm always making something, creating something with my thoughts, my words, my actions, the very vibration of my being. I'm either contributing a loving presence to the world or I'm contributing something that is fear-based and separation, lack, and limitation. Oh, yes, I, I would love that level of responsibility. And because many people treasure the ability to think thoughts of lack and attack. Many people treasure the ability to tear others down, to criticize them, to judge them, to try and control and manipulate them. But if you're taking full responsibility for all of your choices, you will not want to control or manipulate, criticize or tear down other people. You'll want to love them. (laughs) and be compassionate and patient and kind with them. And very few of us have been raised by saints who have demonstrated how to do this effectively. And so we, we don't even have the aspiration to become that. It doesn't even occur to us. So as long as we give ourselves permission, we have self-permission to behave however we feel like in any moment and to betray ourselves in any moment. We're going to reject the idea that all of our thoughts are creating form at some level. So being able to really comprehend this 3D experience as a projection of the mind, it also includes... Why would we have this experience? Now, uh, many Course in Miracles teach the idea that this is happening to us because we made the mistake of uh, wanting to be separate from God. And I would say to you that... uh, this whole three, my, my belief is that this whole 3D experience came, it's a tiny mad idea, all right. And that tiny mad idea is how crazy would it be if we could convince ourselves that we were separate from God and to have an experience of what would we do if we could have the experience of free will? Now, divine will always operates no matter what. And divine will is if we choose to create suffering, then we're creating negative karma, which we can then heal and learn from. And all of this learning we take back to the collective because there's one mind. Now, I think of when Helen Shookman brought forth the teachings of A Course in Miracles, right? She was the scribe of the Course. She wrote it all down. And when she got this 
idea, the, the rather <clears throat> the language of a tiny mad idea. At that time, this was when um, that movie, uh, It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World, had been popular. It was right around in that time idea, uh, that time uh, when the idea around the word mad was, it was crazy, like madcap. It was wild. It was adventurous. It wasn't necessarily bad. And it doesn't say a tiny evil idea, a tiny terrible idea. It says a mad idea. And for me, it's, I believe, and I'm always open to changing my mind, but I believe that we are a collective aspect of the mind of God, if you will, that is having this experience like Star Trek Enterprise going where no aspect of God has ever gone before. And we are making a report on what happens when you create an illusion of separation that is so believable, you actually forget the unity. And then you have to remember it. You have to remember it. Because here's the thing, so many people have been entranced by it. They are totally entranced with having separation. And this is my stuff, and my stuff is mine, and I'm not going to share it with you. So many people are entranced with separation. I don't have to treat you well because you're not part of my clan. You're not part of my family. But many other people are waking up and realizing, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're all one. It's not just about clan, family, nation, friends. It's about a unity of all life, including the plants and the animals. So, awakening is happening. And I do believe that in our 3D reality, with a small r, that we have tremendous of assistance available from the unseen, from higher dimensions. So 3D, three dimensions, 4D, 5D, higher dimensions like Jesus uh, sharing with Helen Shookman the teaching of A Course in Miracles. There are all kinds, we, we can receive a divine download too. We may not receive it in the same way that Gary Renard received from Artin and Persa or the way that Helen received from Jesus or uh, lots of other people receive things. But we'll receive what is ours to receive. Our willingness is all that's needed. We have to be willing to be that vibration of receptivity, availability. We have to be interested in things beyond our 3D experience. It's for people who have eyes to see and ears to hear what is already there in the invisible realm. So if it's an illusion, why bother? Why bother? Because otherwise, if we don't make every effort to heal the negative karma, to create good karma, to remember our true identity as spiritual beings, we're doomed to repeat it. 
This is why A Course in Miracles says all throughout it's about saving time. So if you think about your life as a a multi-layered script that's already been written like a video game, in every moment you're confronted with things. Here's the evil monster. Here's the snake pit. Here's the ring of fire. Here's, the, you know, three doors. Which one do you open? Uh, here's the bully. Are you going to fight them or are you going to use the magic elixir that you've saved up and you're going to offer that to, to the bully so that they turn into your best friend? What are you going to do with the choices you have? If you can train your mind to live in your heart so that your heart is always looking for the most loving choice, you become profoundly interested in that. That you start to look at instead of what can I get, what can I share, what can I receive, what can I allow, what can I invoke, what can I invite, what can I inspire start to ask these questions. So much of having a really powerful transformational spiritual practice is about getting clear about your questions and the quality of your questions. If you're asking from a victim point of view, why is this happening to me? And you're looking for who to blame. What did you do wrong? You stupid knucklehead. If that's how you're talking with yourself, if that's the view that you're looking with, remember, eyes to see and ears to hear, you're not going to perceive true wisdom. It'll be right there. It'll be offered to you. You will ignore it. You will deny it. Because you're looking for whom to blame. Instead, if you look at your past with a loving eye, And you say, you know what? I seem to keep making the same mistakes. I wonder what is there for me to learn. I wonder why I am so attracted to these kinds of choices. What is it that I value about playing small in this way? What is it that I value about attacking people that I keep doing that? What is it about shaming my loved ones that I keep doing that to them? What is it about blaming that feels so comfortable and so necessary to me? If you start looking at these things as someone who is spiritually mature, making an inquiry so that you can increase your spiritual success, you'll be amazed what you can discover. Many people don't bother because they don't want to know the answers because they'd rather continue the road of self-permission where they get to do whatever they feel like doing in any moment. And right there, when we are giving ourselves self-permission to think thoughts of lack and attack, thoughts of limitation and separation, then... We are so attached to the human experience. We are not interested in transcending it. We are not interested in transforming 
our experience and raising our vibration so that we can see and hear at a much higher level. So many, many spiritual seekers will pursue spiritual information so that they can feel smarter and better than their their spiritual seekers and friends. Oh, you think you're so spiritual? Listen to my revelation. You think that dream was really mystical? Just you wait. I've got a mystical dream for you. You think that's a great book? Let me show you my book. It's, you know, that spiritual one-upmanship that can happen sometimes. And I have seen it among people that it just makes me cringe. It makes me cringe, and I have done it. That's why it makes me cringe. I have done it so many times, and I'm not interested in doing it anymore. No, I am not. I don't want to create that particular kind of suffering anymore. It's just, it's one of the most, uh, it's one of the most challenging ways to delay spiritual progress. The ego takes over. I'm more spiritual than you are. Oh, la-di-da. Good for you. (laughs) Or I'll never be as spiritual as you are. You know what? If we're all one, who can possibly be more spiritual than anybody else, right? We can be more awakened, but the more awakened person is not going to be egotistical about it. And that's a dead giveaway. So, in this illusory experience, are we willing to take responsibility for the thoughts that we think, the choices that we make, and very particularly our words. Because remember in the Bible it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And Word, our thought, it moves upon the water and calls things into being. Can we make something happen? No, but we can call things into being. Yes, we can. And we do. All thought produces form at some level. Your experience is form. Reverend Michael Beckwith, who's been a teacher of mine for many years, he says, you don't get what you want, you get what you are. So our life is reflecting back to us our choices. Right now, we can draw a line in the sand and say, okay, from here forward, I want to learn to take responsibility. From here forward, instead of giving myself permission to ignore divine guidance and to choose ego, I am interested in choosing love in every single moment. I am interested in making a profound commitment to a life of love. When you are willing to take responsibility, you'll begin to see that, oh, look, I choose this thought now. I'm choosing more loving, compassionate, harmonious thoughts. I'm having more loving, compassionate, harmonious experiences. And still, think of the Dalai Lama. Right? He 
here's a man who is wholly dedicated to being loving, compassionate, and harmonious. And in many ways, that's the life he experiences. But look what's happening with the Tibetan people. Is it because the Tibetan people are bad or wrong that they brought this upon themselves from the Chinese? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. However, the Tibetan people, they have a strong commitment to teach the world love and compassion, to demonstrate the power of a spiritual practice. And that's what they are doing. That is what they are doing. And they they struggle with it, as we all do. Every moment is a divine opportunity if we accept it. And this moment is our opportunity to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, Living the Love on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right Anytime a situation seems confusing or hopeless, most likely I am viewing it from a perspective of human limitation. Instead, I have the innate power to see any circumstance from a spiritual perspective by turning to God in prayer. If I am seeing only problems and not solutions, illness and not wholeness, lack and not abundance, I sit quietly in the silence and re-establish my oneness with God, affirming wisdom, wholeness, and abundance. I begin to see things differently, at one with infinite possibility. I scale the heights of human awareness and view the world as from above, expressing oneness with God in all that I think, say, and do. I allow my spirit to soar. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word, inspiration, and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. In uh, Lesson 120, in the review section, reviewing uh, Lesson 110, I am as God created me, it pulls the quote, I am God's son. Today I lay aside all sick illusions of myself and let my father tell me who I really am. I am as God created me. 
So one of the good things to know about this illusion is the sick illusions that we've made up about ourselves being not good enough, unworthy, damaged in some way, that's an illusion. It is not true. It can feel true. And when we believe something, then we are going to experience the projections and manifestations, the demonstrations of that belief. So this is why we can change our beliefs and change our experience. And it really is about healing the beliefs, healing the mind. So in your life, oh, there's my iPhone, in your life, remind yourself to look for the love choice, the very highest choice that you can find. Make this your practice. And this is not easy. It really is mind training. That's why we've got 365 lessons of A Course in Miracles. And that's why I have my daily prayer. So I want to offer that to you in case you didn't know. I, I record a new prayer every day. And you can subscribe to it for free at jenniferhadley.com. And you can receive it as a daily blog, which is an email. I send an email every day, and it has inspiration, and you can click to listen to the prayer either on your phone. You can dial the phone number in the prayer for the prayer line, or you can listen to it on the web. So no matter where you are in the world, people from all over the world can be your prayer partner if you join with us totally free, my Prayer for today. And uh, the inspiration is free. The prayers are free. And I invite you to sign up for that. Also, if you would like to get some extra assistance, I'm always doing free calls. And I just did one uh, a few days ago. And it's called 2012 Taking Stock. It was a really juicy call. It's a 90-minute recording, and you can totally get that for free. So if you go to jenniferhadley.com, Finding Freedom, on the front page, you'll see Finding Freedom. Click through to that at the top of the Finding Freedom page. You can just put in your email, and then I will send you an email back with the link to download that free call. Taking Stock, 2012 Taking Stock. It was really good, and it will really support you. It's like a workshop, practically, on the phone. Really support you in taking stock. And if you're if you're feeling that this year isn't already your best year ever, if you're feeling challenged and maybe a little confused or disconcerted, and you would like to turn that around, This call is designed to support you in doing that. I always give tips and tools that are profoundly healing and nourishing. So I invite you to check that out. Uh, Again, jenniferhadley.com. It's on the Finding Freedom page. And uh, you can find that through the class page or just from the home page. Finding Freedom is my seven-week spiritual boot camp class. So while you're there, you can also read all about that class. And that class offers you 
uh, profound support in changing the habits of lack and attack, limitation and separation. Many people find that all of their suffering is really the result of this habitual behavior that they can't seem to break free of. Remember, it only takes 28 days to create a new habit. So I invite you to consider taking Finding Freedom. There's a huge discount if you sign up with a friend. And I have a payment plan. It's it's worth, first of all, I have a money-back guarantee on all my classes. So if you purchase a class and you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. How cool is that? So there's really... You, you, you can only fail upwards in this. <laughs> and I have so many testimonials of how profoundly life-changing Finding Freedom has been for them. Uh, people have told me that they were suicidal and Finding Freedom shifted all of that. They've told me that they were depressed and Finding Freedom shifted all that. And it's not me. It's what people find and discover in them. When they do the practices. The only way I know to really change your life is through spiritual practice. Through changing the fundamental beliefs. And creating the habits that support a loving life. You have to train your mind to look for the loving choice in order to really remember to do it all the time. And... As, as I say all the time, we, we remember to brush our teeth, right? We remember to take a shower uh, and clean ourselves up before we leave the house. Not all of us, of course, but <laughs> most of us do. We remember to do all kinds of things because they're important to us. And yet many people forget to do the spiritual practices. So... Spiritual practices are the way that we keep ourselves tuned up and available for the divine insight and inspiration that leads us to the highest and best choices in our life. Remember, because it is an illusion, things can change dramatically in a moment. We can have extraordinary healing. This is why tumors can disappear instantaneously. This is why people can have extraordinary, think of uh, Saul who becomes Paul. All kinds of amazing, miraculous healings happen. I've experienced them. We have to make ourselves available for them. We have to prepare the soil, in a sense, to be available for the miracles. Miracles are our birthright. And where it is an illusion and our mind is projecting so much of our experience, collectively and individually, are you willing to change your mind? Are you willing? Are you willing to do something different? It's not easy. And that's why, as I always say, we gather in community and we do this together. 
It's why I offer so much free support. Because this material that I share has been, I have sweated blood and tears, I kid you not, in order to get it and make use of it. And I have procrastinated and resisted and been reluctant and delayed and dismayed. And it has not been easy for me, not been easy at all. So we become the two or more who are gathered in in the classes, in the daily prayer, in this radio show. And that's how we help each other. And we hold a higher possibility for the whole world. We share the benefits with everyone. I also mentioned to you I've got a spring retreat, Easter weekend at Joshua Tree in the desert. It's going to be so much fun. When you go to jenniferhadley.com, make sure you check out the spring renewal retreat. <sighs> so let's take a breath and tune in here with our heart and give thanks right now that we can choose love, that we have the free will to choose love, even if we don't understand what love is. Love is still leading us and guiding us in every moment, even if we don't understand the 3D nature of our human experience. There is that within us which knows. The knower who knows lives in our heart. The kingdom is within And we are making ourselves available right now for direct insight, for divine download. We are making ourselves available to live a life of love that is unobstructed and unprecedented. Yes, regardless of anything that's gone before, regardless, we are saying yes to the power and the presence of God as our very life. And we are sharing the benefits with everyone because we are one with them and we know it. So we're grateful to share and share and share the love. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Thank you. I love you. I'm so grateful for our connection. Have a great week. This is-